Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything ag. Welcome to SaskAg Today with your host, Ryan Young. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to SaskAg Today. It's brought to you by Milligan Bio, the leading buyer of heated and damaged canola in Saskatchewan, wants to buy your seed. Visit MilliganBio.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op, you're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. On today's program, the Chief Agricultural Editor of SaskAgToday.com, Kevin Hirsch, is in Calgary for the Crossroads Crop Conference. His report today details farm finances and the changes that are occurring. Elsewhere, the president of SARM reacted to news that more RMs have been included in a federal provincial ag support program. And the vice president of the Canadian Federation of Agriculture has a list of things he'll be watching as Parliament is back on. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. You're listening to SaskAg Today on 620 CKRM. Up first is Kevin Hirsch's report on farm farm finances. This is SaskAg Today with 620 CKRM Ag News Director Ryan Young. SaskAg Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection, and Farm Fresh Water. Fix your water problems. Visit farmfreshwater.ca. Changes are occurring in farm financing at the Crossroads Crop Conference underway in Calgary. A lender highlighted some of the financial trends. SaskAgToday.com's Chief Agricultural Editor Kevin Hirsch is at the conference and files this report. ATB Financial is a provincial body that lends primarily in Alberta, but Jonathan Newtons, ATB's Head of Agriculture, addressed farm finance changes occurring across the prairies. One of the big changes has been the increase in equity partners. Investor companies buy land and either lease it to producers or form an equity partnership with a producer. In many cases, this may be a bigger parcel than an individual farmer could otherwise finance. Newtons also suggests that with the high price of land, longer-term mortgages may be the way of the future. Well, we do a 35-year um, amortization on land financing, and we've done that for a few years now. I can't remember when we started. I've been with ATB five years, and it's been longer than that. So, um, yeah, I mean, we do that, and you're right, a lot of other lenders do up to 25 right now. No, I, I don't know anyone that's doing beyond 35. Um, my point in there was, you know, depending, depending on where things go from a land values perspective, and so on that it might be something that uh, um, needs to be considered by financiers you know going forward I'm not saying ATB is doing that but I'm saying that it could be you know someone could come along and consider that right 
as, as part of the equation for the future of uh, farm finance. It's, it's more common in Europe to have much longer mortgages, sort of multi-generational mortgages. Yeah, I believe. And I don't know the details of them, but, you know, I know they, they occur over there. And then the idea of farmland being so scarce and so valuable that, you know, it has to be an intergenerational uh, mortgage for them to be able to make it work, right? Newton's notes that rented land is becoming a higher proportion than owned land. Some of this is due to investment companies buying land, but more individuals are also holding on to land after retirement and renting it out rather than selling. A trend not unique to agriculture is the growing incidence of financial fraud. Electronic fraud gets a lot of attention where fraudsters use various methods to gain access to bank accounts and that's why two-factor authentication has been implemented. However, Newton says using checks to pay bills comes with even greater risks. You know, we still see in the agricultural sector, you know, there's still quite a high use of checks, whereas a lot of other sectors um, have moved away from checks, and consumers too, right, have moved away from using checks as much. Um, but it's still used, checks are still used quite highly in the agricultural sector, and check fraud is, is not easy to stop. Um, so, and it's the easiest one to, you know, you get your hand on a check, you can, you can modify it, you can, you can uh, counterfeit it. There's different things that ha- occur on fraud for checks, um, and it's easiest to accomplish, right? While income statements are always important when seeking a loan, income can be variable from one year to the next. Increasingly, lenders are also considering balance sheets that often show equity growth due to rising land values. For Saskag Today, I'm Kevin Hirsch. Coming up next on the program is the Saskatchewan Association of Rural Municipalities. The head of the organization, Ray Orb, had a chance to provide comments on updates made to the Canada-Saskatchewan feed program. We'll hear that right on the other side of the break. Again, you're listening to Sask Ag Today on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. We're back with Saskag Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. Welcome back to the program. The Saskatchewan Association of Rural Municipalities commends the federal and provincial governments for including 10 more RMs into the Canada-Saskatchewan feed program. Both governments announced yesterday the RMs of Sherwood, Bratz Lake, LaJorde, Edenwald, Lumsden, South Capel, North Capel, Bain, Rostern, and Britannia were added to the coverage area. SARM President Ray Orb says it's something they've lobbied the federal and provincial governments to do. We know those areas are dry. And, you know, we travel around the province and we can see that they were, uh, they were really suffering from the drought in those areas. So it's, um, it's good that the, uh, that the federal government does recognize it. I know the province does as well. So it's, it's uh, good news in the sense that they will be included in some extra help for livestock producers. Orb was also pleased with the application deadline extended to March 15th. Yeah, I think it gives producers extra time to apply for the program uh, for those people that are in those areas. They will uh, hopefully receive some of the help that they really need. So it's, um, it's a good news story in the sense, I think, that the federal government is listening. And uh, we are always one that, you know, one organization that's lobbying to help our livestock and our, and our farming community the best we can. The only areas not eligible under the program are around Wynyard, Humboldt, Prince Albert, and Meadow Lake. 
where enough precipitation and moisture was had. Orb says he hasn't heard from other RMs who are outside the eligibility area that want to be included. I'm sure as time goes on, if uh, those RMs, usually what happens, you know, the boarding RMs will realize that their neighbors are in on it and that if they're in the same kind of condition, uh, moisture-wise, they'll want to make sure that they are too. But we haven't heard anything about that yet, but but we'll, uh, we'll kind of keep our ears open. And we've been always telling our members, you know, if you're in that area, please make sure that, that we know about it. The province knows about it and the, and the federal government as well. Any producer who is thinking about applying can find an online application at scic.ca. You're listening to Sask Ag Today. We're going to take a quick break. Up next is today's Ag Review with Doug Falconer. You're tuned in to Sask Ag Today on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. Today's Ag Review with Doug Falconer of GX94 is brought to you by Karstoldings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers, and My Grain Exchange, ready to market your 2023 crop. Head over to MyGrainExchange.com and try their low-risk grain auctions. The Government of Canada will become a founding member of the Efficient Fertilizer Consortium, or EFC, This partnership represents a commitment of approximately $1.3 million over four years from the Government of Canada. Created by the Foundation for Food and Agriculture Research, the EFC is a public-private partnership that funds research to advance enhanced efficiency in novel fertilizer products and practices that help farmers produce crops while reducing environmental impacts. As a founding member of the consortium, Canada will influence the strategic direction and research of the EFC. Canada joins 11 other committed members, including the United States, the United Kingdom's Foreign, Commonwealth and Development Office, and other international governments, fertilizer companies, crop groups and foundations. There's an ongoing opportunity for Canadian fertilizer and nutrient management innovators to be a part of the consortium. Federal Industry Minister François-Philippe Champagne is once again insisting that he is reaching out to international grocers in the hopes they will open up shop in Canada. The minister says he spoke to one foreign grocer just yesterday as part of his efforts to court new players to join the Canadian grocery sector, but he's not naming any names. Champagne met with Canadian grocers in the fall about food inflation and demanded they create plans to stabilize grocery prices or face consequences including potential tax measures. He recently expressed disappointment that the grocers have not been more transparent about their plans but has stayed mum on whether the federal government plans to punish them for it. The North American market for pea protein is the largest in the world, with the U.S. making up 70% of the market. A market of that size is an attractive one for countries with an excess of pea protein, a byproduct of extracting pea starch to make noodles. Nicole Atchison, CEO of Purus, a plant-based food manufacturing company, says that historically China has sent much of its pea protein to the U.S., but that it's of a much lower quality than the pea protein being used for food applications. The rapid growth of the overall plant-based protein market means that China views the U.S. market as an enticing one for its excess of pea protein. 
The trouble is, is that China has been selling huge quantities of its low-quality pea protein at such low prices it constitutes dumping. Last July, Purist filed an anti-dumping countervailing petition with the International Trade Commission asking for tariffs and duties to be applied to imported Chinese proteins. Argentine farmers have closed the 2023-24 wheat campaign with a harvest of 15.1 metric tons, slightly lower than initially hoped for, but up nearly a quarter versus the drought hit previous season. In a wrap-up to mark the end of the wheat season, the Buenos Aires Grain Exchange said planting of the crop had been 5.9 million hectares, or 14.6 million acres, its lowest in the last five seasons due to dry weather last year that has since reversed with decent rains. The lower planting dented initial production estimates. The campaign ends 3.1 million tons below the initial outlook due to the reduced planting area, late frosts in early October, and a large part of the central farm area affected by water stress during the critical period. The national average yield for wheat was around 25% higher than the previous cycle, but 2.7% lower than the average yield of the last five campaigns. The European Commission has proposed measures to limit agricultural imports from Ukraine and offer greater flexibility on rules for fallow land in a bid to quell protests by angry farmers in France and other EU members. The Commission said it would extend the suspension of import duties on Ukrainian exports for another year to June 2025. They were originally suspended in 2022 to support Ukraine's economy following the Russian invasion, which has hit shipments via the traditional Black Sea route. The Commission proposal, which will require approval from EU governments and the European Parliament, introduces an emergency break for the most sensitive products, poultry, eggs and sugar, allowing tariffs if imports exceed the average levels of 2022 and 2023. It also allows the Commission to impose measures if the markets of one or more EU members are disrupted by a surge of imports of other farm produce, such as grains. And that's today's AgReview. I'm Doug Falcon. It's your Saskag Today weather on your voice of Saskatchewan. 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM Farm Precision Weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary. Or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. I'm here with Phil Spivak from Precision Weather, and Phil, it kind of looks like it's going to be more the same for today. It's going to be, I guess, warm slash cool, but not too cool. Cool compared to yesterday, uh, but warm compared to every other metric you could possibly think of. The only thing that's not likely to uh, be beaten today is the record high. Uh, yesterday, we easily um, blew past it. Today, the record is nine. I think we're coming up just short. But still, it's going to be uh, certainly in the top warmest days for, for this day, uh, going back a whole lot of years, uh, the record period over 140 years. So it's a lot of days where you have not been this warm uh, and uh, maybe one or two where we've been close to it. Seven degrees this afternoon.
wind is light, east to southeast at around 10. Gradually, over the next few days, the wind will pick up, but the temperature is going to remain at this unprecedented level of warmth. Even at night, we only drop back to minus 3 overnight, which means for a good portion of the night, we are above freezing. Those last uh, probably four, maybe five hours were below, but there's a whole lot of night this time of year. Even though it's warm, it doesn't make the days any longer. Still a whole lot of night. Uh, many of those hours we are above freezing. We do get below for a little while and then tomorrow right back up to around six. The wind up a little more from today. Southeast 15 to 25. Still a mostly sunny sky and mostly sunny Friday as well. The high near six. More of a wind by Friday. South to southeast wind picks up into the 20 to 35 range for the afternoon. That's a stronger wind ahead of a frontal system which is approaching It's going to break this unprecedented heat and bring us back to more above normal temperatures. That'll be the more appropriate description. still going to be warm compared to normal, just not going to be warm compared to freezing. We'll still be above freezing through this weekend at least, though. Maybe a flurry early Saturday or sprinkle, depending on the exact timing. Again, late Saturday into Saturday night, most of Saturday, dry, 4 degrees. A few more of those spotty sprinkles or flurries on Sunday, too. And that likely is the last day above freezing to next week. We're still in minus single digits, uh, but staying uh, a little in, in, in and out of active weather. I should, shouldn't say too quiet. There will be a few uh, disturbances, but no major ones and also no cold uh, snaps ahead. Thank you very much, Phil. Normal highs for this time of year, minus 9. Normal lows, minus 21 degrees. The sun rose in Regina at 8.35 this morning, and the sun will set at 5.50 this afternoon. Taking a look around the province in Saskatoon, plus one, Swift Current and Assiniboia, nine degrees. Yorkton and Melville are at four, Mooseman and Weyburn, six, and Estevan is at five. The warm spot in the province is in Rock Glen at 11.8 degrees, cold spot in Collins Bay at minus 10. In Regina, it's mainly sunny again. South-southeast wind at 10 kilometers an hour. Humidity 74%. Temperature 3 degrees or 37 Fahrenheit. Barometric pressure at 101.6 and rising. In Moose Jaw sunshine, northeast wind at 8 and the temperature 5 degrees. Again in Regina, mainly sunny. South-southeast wind at 10 and the temperature is at 3 degrees. Back in a moment on the other side of the break is my chat with the Vice President of the Canadian Federation of Agriculture, Todd Lewis, who provided a list of things he'll be observing as Parliament is underway. Catch up with all your ag news anytime at saskagtoday.com. Now, back to Saskag Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. This portion of Sask Ag Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers, where you're guaranteed the best buying and selling experience. McDougalAuction.com and Pattison Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizers just better when it's wetter. Pattison Liquid Systems, expect the best. Parliament is back in full swing, and the Canadian Federation of Agriculture has a list of issues and bills they're closely observing. Vice President of the CFA, Todd Lewis, has the details. The Grain Act review, I think, is still uh, everybody's waiting to see what the federal minister is going to do. There's a report also released on uh, sustainability, what they heard. You know, that report was was, uh, made public uh, towards the end of of, uh, last year, you know, late December. So I think that's something that's on the agenda as well. And, you know, I think those are two two issues that... uh, are kind of quietly. There's been lots of time and effort put towards it, towards it, and uh, you know we're looking forward to uh, kind of getting those over the finish line. I think the grocery store conduct uh, CFA 
been a co-chair on that, and uh, you know, I think we'd like to see that that uh, you know be put in place, and uh, that uh, should help uh, consumers as well as producers as well. So, I think those are other examples. Uh, labor issues are always always ongoing, and uh, it's always being tweaked. Uh, foreign working programs and so on, and it's always a an ongoing issue uh, more and more across the country as far as agricultural labor labor and how uh, temporary foreign workers can can help solve some of those problems. So. I think uh, you know. I think those are those are some of the issues that are coming up, and uh, and uh, there's also some other things on on the horizon. I think that we're watching closely, and it'll be interesting to see you know if this government decides to go forward with some of the some of the uh, other bills that are uh, currently sitting, private member bills, and so on, and and uh, how they work themselves through the Senate and and the House. Lewis also commented on the ongoing trade dispute between Canada and the United Kingdom. The UK announced last week it was suspending trade talks after Canada decided to not extend temporary country of of origin rules and cheese export quotas. Canada also has an issue with the Brits not allowing Canadian beef imports over the use of certain hormones. I think, uh, you know, uh, there's international-based rules and Canada has a a food safety system that is the envy of of a lot of the world and and, uh, certainly there's lots of politics in play on the British side, but uh, it's important that uh, if we're going to enter these trade agreements that uh, it's uh, based on rules and uh, it's, in this particular case, agriculture is being signaled out and, and uh, you know, really it's good to see the Canadian negotiators take a stand on this and, and not give in on some of these. And uh, so it's, uh, you know, it's uh, any, any of these negotiations are pretty delicate and, and uh, we hope to see trade trade agreements put in place because I mean, at the end of the day, especially, in Western Canada, here we're so based on trade, and uh, and the UK could be a, a considerable market, perhaps for for some of our commodities. So I think it's important to take a stand, and uh, hopefully uh, we'll continue to see uh, negotiations uh, pick up again and continue, and that uh, we get an agreement that uh, treats both sides fairly. That's Todd Lewis, Vice President of the Canadian Federation of Agriculture. Coming up next on Sask Ag Today, we'll have a bit more on a report that's going to be released this afternoon by the U.S. Department of Agriculture. We'll look into that right after this. You're tuned in to Sask Ag Today on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This segment of Sask Ag Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town number yard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com An important report for the North American cattle sector will be released this afternoon. The U.S. Department of Agriculture cattle report comes out twice a year and will provide an indication if American producers are starting to retain more heifers for breeding. This is USDA Livestock Analyst Mike McConnell. We've seen a relatively high ratio of heifers being placed in the feedlots. Some of this might be due to weather conditions and dryness that have taken place in some parts of the country, and some of them might be due to the fact that there have been strong prices for feeder cattle, incentivizing producers to market their heifers for feedlots rather than retain them for breeding. So that's going to be an important indicator that we'll be paying attention to in the cattle report to get a sense of where the breeding herd is and the indications for cattle supplies, not just for this year, but for the next couple of years. McConnell says another key number will be the number of cattle outside of U.S. feedlots. 
And this will give us an indication of really what is the available supply for future placements going into 2024. Their inventories have been relatively tight, particularly with the high placements that we've seen in the fall, that it'll be interesting to see the amount of cattle that are still remained in the herd that haven't been placed and whether or not, and the implications that that has for the entire supply chain and prices for feeder cattle, as well as fed cattle and wholesale beef prices. The USDA cattle report will be released at 2 o'clock this afternoon. We'll take another quick break here, but coming up next on Sask Ag today is the market update. We'll see how the grain prices at Viterra are doing at this point in the day. Here's the market update with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. Grain prices at Viterra were down in early trading today. Canola is down $5.20 at 568.22. Lentils is down $6 at 759.50 and number 1 red spring wheat is down $2.83 at 316.33. The rest were unchanged. Durham 437.58, feed barley 242.58, chickpeas 1168.44, flax 591.04. Oats 290.32, yellow peas 438.82, and feed wheat 238.46. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for March is down 10 and a quarter cents at $6.89.5 a bushel. Coming up is the Livestock Report. The Saskag Today Livestock Reports on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock at 842-4574. Now here are the latest Livestock Quotes. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of January 30th. Our last regular sale was on January 17th. D1 and D2 cows sold from $1.30 to $1.40. D3 cows sold from $1.10 to $1.25. Counter cows sold from $0.95 cents to $1.05. Hefferettes sold from $1.85 to $2.10. And good butcher bulls sold from $1.55 to $1.65. We had a pre-sorted calf sale here on Monday. It was a barn burner. Good thing our barn is still here. 300 400 pound steers averaged four dollars and sold up to four dollars and 44 cents 400 to 450 pound steers averaged four dollars and 17 cents and sold up to four dollars and 44 cents 450 to 500 pound steers averaged four dollars and 19 cents and sold up to four dollars and 44 cents 500 to 550 pound steers averaged four dollars and four cents and sold up to four dollars and 33 cents 550 to 600 pound steers averaged three dollars and 89 cents and sold up to four dollars and eight cents 600 to six 50-pound steers averaged $3.65 and sold up to $3.98. 650 to 700-pound steers averaged $3.50 and sold up to $3.67. 700 to 800-pound steers averaged $3.28 and sold up to $3.47. 800 to 900-pound steers averaged $3.11 and sold up to $3.23. And steers over 900 pounds averaged $2.66 and sold up to $3.00. And two cents. Heifers were 40 to 50 cents back from the steers. Some of the highlights from the sale were a load of 500 pound grassers steers at $4.33 a pound, a load of 550 pound black steers at $4.08 a pound, a load of 600 pound black steers at $3.90 a pound, a load of 650 pound black steers at $3.64 a pound, a load of 700 pound black steers at $3.47 a pound, a load of 800 pound exotic steers at $3.00 
$3.23 a pound, and a load of 900-pound exotic steers at $3.02 a pound. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets cattle and the prices too. The latest pork prices are at $176.01 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. It's the Saskag Today Resource Reports on 620 CKRM. Here's Ryan Young. Statistics Canada says the economy grew 0.2% in November, marking the first expansion in six months. A preliminary estimate suggests real gross domestic product increased 0.3% in the fourth quarter overall. That would bring economic growth in 2023 to 1.5%. StatsCan says growth in November was driven by gains in goods-producing industries, while the education services sector shrank as strikes began in Quebec. High interest rates have weighed on economic growth, and economists expect that trend to continue through the first half of this year. Farmers have blocked more traffic arteries across Belgium as they seek to disrupt trade at major ports with a fourth day of protests. Farmers are pushing for concessions to get better prices for their produce and less bureaucracy to do their work. Today's rallies in the nation of 11.5 million are part of farming protests across the European Union. Hundreds of thousands of Belgians have been facing disruptions and struggling to get to work or saw their doctor's appointments cancelled because of the protests. On the markets, the TSX is down 59 points at 21,168. The Dow is up 13 points to 38,480. Oil is down $1.86 at $75.96 cents per barrel. And the Canadian dollar is at 74.70 cents U.S. And that's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, you can tune in to the on-demand Sask Ag Today podcast, brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. And that's going to do it for Wednesday's edition of Sask Ag Today. I'm Ryan Young. Have yourself a nice day. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.